Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. part of service today, a part of worship. We thank the Lord, even though James, he, he shy, don't want to sing, but he's back there ushering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I, I'm, I'm sad to say that he's not a kid anymore. James just had a birthday and is now 18 years old. Time flies, time flies. But we thank the Lord for every one of our youth. Hallelujah. And how they participated in service today. Amen. We honor the Lord today. We honor our bishop in his absence. Hallelujah. We honor our first lady. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for her. And we thank God for you, the Lord's people. Amen. All right. So let's jump into our scripture today. We're going to be reading Exodus, the third chapter. We're going to look at the first to the 15th verse. If you'll go there with me. That's Mo, uh, Exodus 3. 1 through 15. Carter read some verses from that for us this morning. We're going to read a little bit more. Now Moses was tending the flock flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? 
And God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and they say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. The name you shall call me from generation to generation. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We honor you and we glorify you for this time in your presence. Father, this is your time. And we say, take control, Lord God. You speak to your people. You give a word. I am your vessel. I decrease that you may increase. Thank you that this is fertile ground. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Before we go any further, if we can have all of our children come up to our first couple of rows. All of our kiddos, come join us up at the front. Quickly, quickly, come on up to the front. Thank you, Elder Stowe. Following instructions. <laughs> yeah, I know Elder Stowe is a big kid at heart. Amen. I love it. Amen. Amen. So our, our message for today is what's in a name? What's in a name? I almost want, <laughs> I almost want Elder Stowe to get up here. And preach because he started, you know, preaching my message early. And I said, he can do it. He can get up here and do it. He's already preaching. Amen. But anyway, what's in a name? So your name is your main identity marker. Um, most of the time, it's the first thing that people learn about us. Um, before you were born, your parents or, or a parent decided on a name that they felt was fitting or held a certain significance. And you might even have a nickname or two that you like to be called or that your circle, your family likes to call you. And so what we are called and what we call ourselves matter a great deal. What we are called and what you refer to yourselves as matter a great deal. So a name is really cool because it's like a clue. It gives us clues about history, about connections and who our people are. I remember a few months ago, a young lady from my hometown reached out to me about something, and she was telling me that one of her aunts was working at the Boys and Girls Club, and um, she met two of my nephews. And um, when she met my nephews and got to talking with them later on, she asked them, well, who's your mom? And so um, when they told her who their mom was and she heard the last name, she said, oh, yeah, I know your people. Y'all good people. You come from good people. And so people, when they hear your name, they know your family. They know something about your history. It tells them something. It gives them information. So let's go back to the scripture and see how God reveals his name and identity to Moses. So Moses was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter. And I encourage you to go back and read the book of Exodus. Talk, sit down with your parents and start from Exodus 1 and read more about the children of Israel and about Moses. But just a little background. So Moses was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter. And Pharaoh was the king of Egypt at the time. And so she named him Moses, which means I drew him out of the water because she rescued him from the Nile River. Now, this was a part of God's plan. 
God had a plan for Moses before he was born. And guess what? God had a plan for you before you were born. Even before your mother or your father knew you were coming, God had a plan for your life. And he already knew your name. He already knew your name. And so God chose to use Moses to set the Israelites free from slavery in Egypt, like the scripture tells us. Moses was a leader, a prophet, a judge. These are titles, okay? Sometimes with our name comes titles and things that the Lord has called us to do. This is who God anointed him to be. He anointed him to be a leader. And so when the Lord made his presence known to Moses in a burning bush and told Moses what he was going to do, Moses was like, well, hold on. Wait a minute. I don't know about that, God. Moses asked some questions for the Lord, okay? Any of you guys ever asked your mom and dad a lot of questions when they tell you something to do? Yeah, my, my child has his hand in the air, and it should be way up in the air. <laughs> well, guess what? God had an answer for his questions. And I know sometimes as parents, our answers are because I told you to or because I said so. Do it because I said so, okay? And so God didn't tell Moses, do it because I said so. He, he was kind and patient with Moses for a time. And he answered Moses' questions. So in Exodus 3 and 14, Moses wants to know what he should tell the people. Because surely they're going to want to know, who sent you? Where are you coming from? Because you see in Egypt, Egypt, Egyptians worship more than one God. And these were false gods. Not like our mighty God that we served. They were worshiping gods with little g's. Gods who had no power. And so God had a very masterful and purposeful response to Moses. He said to him, I am who I am. This is who you tell them that sent you. I am who I am. Or Yahweh. He gave the name that his people were to call him. Names mean something. What's in a name? This name means that God has always existed and will always exist. This name means that he is all powerful and all has all authority. And unlike these false, powerless gods that the Egyptians worshipped, he could do anything and everything. He said in the scripture, he said that his name, this will be my name from generation to generation. So this will be my name for your children and your children's children and your children's children, and so on. And what he's saying is, I'm not going anywhere, and I've always been here. I'm not going anywhere, and I've always been here. And so a name is important. Your name is important to God. And so to the Israelites, in their culture, um, a name identified, like I talked about earlier, who you're connected to. And it also gave them insight into a person's character. And so God was showing Moses his character. So then in the 15th verse, God says, tell them that I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay? Why would God say this? Because this is something that was going to be familiar to them. Because these are their forefathers. And God had a covenant. Does anybody know what a covenant is? A covenant is an agreement. A covenant is an agreement. So he had a covenant with them that involved the Israelites going to the promised land. Okay? And so here's the cool thing. In chapter 4, when Moses was still asking a whole bunch of questions, God told him he was going to use him to bring the people of Egypt out of, uh, um, bring the people out of Egypt. And so 
In verse 1, Moses is concerned about something. You know what he's concerned about, Lord? What if they don't believe me? He was concerned about unbelief, okay? And so what God showed him was his character. God showed him that he was a miracle worker and a healer, okay? Now, imagine if somebody had a stick, and they threw the stick out in front of you, and it turned into a snake. I don't know about you, but I'll take off running on my two feet, okay? Because I don't do snakes. But the Lord was showing him, listen, I'm God. And so he told Moses to throw the, the staff down, and he turned the staff into a snake, okay? And then he took Moses' hand. Um, imagine that your hand was covered in eczema or covered in spots or sores, okay? Moses put his hand inside his cloak. He pulled it out. It was covered in leprosy. They called it leprosy, okay? But then, you know what the Lord did? Hand, he put his hand in again, and guess what happened? He pulled it out. It was new again. So God is a healer. So what God was doing was showing Moses, look, I got you. I'm in charge. Not only am I God, not only am I Yahweh, but I am a healer. I am a way maker. I am a miracle worker. I am a promise keeper. This is who God is. Okay. And so when you go on down in Exodus in chapter 15, after the Lord parted the Red Sea and delivered the Israelites from Pharaoh's army, Moses and the Israelites sang a song to the Lord. They said, the Lord is my strength and defense. In verse two, he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Why were they able to sing about the Lord? Because they were beginning to understand who he was and that he was a man who keeps his promises. So they go on to learn more and more about the character of God in the scripture and who God is during their long, long journey to the promised land as the Lord takes care of them, as the Lord gives them the law, as the Lord rescues them, as the Lord even gives them consequences and so on. Okay. And so what Moses learned is that God was a friend. Did you know that God can be your friend? That he can be your very best friend? That he is the best friend that you will ever have in your entire life? I want you to think about your very best friend in the world right now. Very best friend. He's even better than that. Even better than your very best friend who keeps all your secrets, who likes to play the same video games that you like to play, who likes the same kind of stories, and they like anime like you like anime and all this cool stuff. He's better than that. He is the very best friend, okay? And he wants to be your friend. And so God can fulfill a lot of different roles for us in our lives. His different names show us that, okay? So God is a promise keeper. God is a provider, okay? And there are many other stories in the Bible where God reveals his character. We sing all kinds of songs. You guys sing songs up here today about the names of God. We say he's Jehovah Rapha, which means he's our healer. We call him the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We call him our Redeemer, our Savior, the Great I Am, the Lord of Hosts, Jehovah Shalom, my peace. He is my peace. My all-time favorite is Abba. Do you know what Abba means? It means Father. He is our Heavenly Father. And knowing the different names of God and who he is helps us draw close to him, 
helps us draw close to him and it helps us to experience his love. But you know one of the big, big ways that he showed us his love? John 3.16. What does John 3.16 say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have what? Everlasting life. How many people want everlasting life? Want to live with God forever and have abundant life through Jesus. Through Jesus. And so he showed his great love by sending Jesus to die for us. And guess what's really cool about Jesus' name? His name means the Lord is salvation or Yahweh saves. Jesus came for a mission and he fulfilled it. And there is great power in the name of Jesus. What's in a name? Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. That comes from Acts 4 and 12. And I love that song that talks about there is power, wonder-working power in the name of the Lord. There's wonder-working power. And so I thank God for his wonder-working power. And so in the scripture, there is wonder-working power. We talked about that scripture. There's another scripture, Philippians 2 and 9. And it says, therefore, God exalted him, talking about Jesus, to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Okay. And so what's really cool is that when you're talking to God and praying to him, you can use these names of God. You can pray in the name of Jesus. Knowing who he is helps you draw closer to him and helps you learn to trust that he is who he says he is. So. We talked about who God is, but what does God say about how he identifies us and how he names us when we are raised to new life in Christ? Okay, so first, we must remember that when we receive salvation, we're new in Christ. When you get saved, you're new in Christ. Then you need to know that you are called his sons and daughters, that you are adopted into sonship. Yes, you have a mama and a daddy, and they're still your mama and your daddy. But you also have a heavenly father when you give your life over to the Lord. He calls us his children. Okay. He calls us his children. And that gives me a warm, fuzzy feeling on the inside when I think about that. Okay. And so these last couple of weeks when I've been praying, I've been calling on God as Abba a lot. Remember when we said Abba means father? I've been calling on God as Abba a lot because he's been making me very aware that he takes care of me. Because I'm his own. He's been taking care of my needs just like a good father does. He's the best father. Okay? He's the best father. So let's look at what our father says about who we are and how he thinks of us. And then I'm going to need your help with something. Okay? And so Genesis 1.27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You were created in the image of God. You're created in his image. He said, for you created my inmost being. This is what the psalmist said in Psalm 139. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That's the part I want you to remember. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, 
Amen. That is what the scripture says. You are God's special possession. Did you realize that you're special to God? That each and every one of you is special to God? This is what the scripture says. He says that you're his handiwork. Did you know that you're his handiwork? That you've been created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Why does all of this matter? Our kids are constantly bombarded with images, with sound bites, and interactions that speak in direct opposition to who God says that they are. So it is our job as the adults, it is our job to help them understand who God created them to be. He's calling them to be our future leaders. Amen. He's calling them to be our teachers, our preachers, our kingdom, our kingdom builders. He wants them to know who they are in Christ. You have to know how he identifies you because that is going to be more important than anything that the world tells you about yourself, about yourself. So I need some volunteers. I need some helpers. Brother Ken, can you help me out? All right. So. Brother Kent is going to give you guys some name stickers. And so on these name stickers, they have messages, okay? You ever gone to a meeting or to a gathering and people don't know each other, and so they wear name labels that identify who they are, okay? So this one says, hello, my name is Child of God, okay? And so when you put your sticker on, okay, you're going to have the opportunity to say what your name is on the sticker. Yeah, your name might be Carter or Wade, but I want you to say loudly what is on your sticker. So mine says, hello, my name is Child of God. So that's what I'm going to put on. So I want you to put your sticker on because remember, your name identifies who you are. So you're going to wear your sticker your sticker on. Might need some grown-ups to help. Okay, you come stand up here. Stand right here in front of the people. You go stand right here. Come on. Right up there. Come on. There you go. Tyler. Come on. Come on, James. I know, James. He too, he too big. Too big. Not interested. One, two, three, four, five, six. We're missing two more. Oh, there you go. Come, come on up. Come on up, Mr. Johnny. Come on up. So, Minister Johnny's going to model it for us. Okay? <laughs> so, you say, hello, my name is, and I want you to say it with pride. What does your sticker say? Who are you? Amen. Praise the Lord for our image bearer. What's your name? Amen. What about you? Overcomer. What about you, Alana? His workmanship. What we got, Carter? Amen. What about you, Wade? Awesome. What we got, James? My name is Carter. Awesome. What we got? Yeah. My name is Jesus. Amen. 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 When you 
belong to the Lord when the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. This is who you are, Amen. not what the world says you are. Amen. You are an overcomer. You are his workmanship. You are joint heirs with Christ. You are a conqueror. Yeah. You're a new creation in Jesus Christ. You are his image bearer. Amen. You are his image bearer. Oh, we got one more. What's your name, baby? What's your city say? Kingdom citizen. Oh, yeah. So we've got a kingdom citizen in the house. We've got a conqueror in the house. We have an overcomer in the house. You guys are made in his image. He loves you. This is how he identifies you. Once you get to know who he is and who is what his character is, he also wants you to know who you are. So that you can be confident because guess what? The enemy doesn't care that you're a kid. He doesn't care that you're a kid. He wants you right. to say that you're nothing. Right. And so when you hear somebody say that you're a loser, that you're a statistic, that you're not going to be anything, that you're ugly, right. that you're dumb, on, that you're on, stupid, you can say, oh, no, I'm joint heirs with Christ. Oh, no, I'm his workmanship. Oh, no, I'm a conqueror. Oh, no, I'm a son or daughter of the most high God. Oh, no, I'm a kingdom citizen. I matter. I belong. I have purpose. He is for me. And if God be for you, he's more than the whole world that comes against you. And so as you prepare to go back to school, our kids are going back to school soon. And the enemy wants to fight them. He wants to attack their minds. He wants them to be distracted so that they don't hear God. Because our children hear from God too. They need to know that their relationship with God is important. Who God is, that he is Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. That he is the first and the last. That he is the almighty God. That he is a promise keeper. You got to sing that song, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Even when stuff seems hard. Even when you're doing that math and it's just not clicking. Even when you're having conflict with people, know that God is working on your behalf. Why? Because you are his daughter. Why? Because you are a kingdom citizen. Why? Because you joint heirs with Christ because of what Christ did on Calvary. Amen. Let's give our kids a hand for being great participants. You guys can have a seat. What's in a name? It is important that you know who you are in Christ. Because you are going to hear things just like I said Sometimes students come to me at school because they're having a conflict with a peer. And sometimes during that conflict, you know kids, there's name calling. Amen. And sometimes, oh, they're talking about, they're talking about my mama, Miss Simon. <laughs> Baby, he don't even know your mama. He said my mama was ugly. But he doesn't know your mama. Well, he said that I was stupid. And I asked him, I said, stop, I want you to think about this. What do you know is true about you? This is the question that I asked him. What do you know that's true about you? Are you stupid? No, ma'am. Well, then what are you? And so we, I have um, what's called an affirmation station in my office, and it's a mirror, and it has these encouraging words around it. And so sometimes I have kids come in who just have really low self-esteem because they don't know who they are in Christ. Right. And so we go to the, the affirmation sta- uh, station, and we look at some of the encouraging words, and I say, pick out three. What are three things that might describe you? Oh, I am loved. I am important. I matter. I'm smart. Because we have to teach them how to develop that language. 
and how to say things until they believe it, until they begin to believe in it. So our children, they have to know who they are in Christ and they got to keep saying it and they got to keep reading it and they got to keep hearing it from us until they begin to believe that they are more than conquerors, that they are loved by God, that he has a purpose for their lives. Okay. Um, this past week, at the end of our study on Thursday, Minister McFadden asked if there were any prayer requests. Um, and I shared a prayer request about something that had changed. Um, there was a leadership role in my professional life that I was appointed to. And when I heard it, I, my immediate response was no. Um, I was like, Moses, now what now? You sure you got the right person? <laughs> Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I don't think you got the right one. And I didn't want to do it because it came with a name that I didn't want to be identified as. I didn't want to be identified as leader. I didn't like that title. I'll help. I'll do whatever needs to be done. But I don't want that title. What that meant was that you had to be in charge. I didn't want to be in charge. And so the Lord dealt with me about that. And God showed me that I struggled with this because like Moses, I didn't see myself that way. So my speech and my behavior did not match the name. My speech and my behavior did not match the name. And so when we had a meeting during the meeting, I did not speak with confidence. And so during the meeting, I second guessed what I was going to say and I didn't speak up. So I had to realize that when God gives you a seat at the table, that it's for a reason and it's for his glory and that you have to own your name, own where he's put you and embrace it. Okay. So remember, if he calls you his child, if he says you are royalty and he does, he says that you are his, you got to act like it. you have to act like it. And so how do we do that? Well, we use our Bibles and we follow Jesus's example. Okay? And we live up to the name with the help of the Holy Spirit. So what does that mean? That means that you show kindness, that you do what's right, that you try the hard stuff because the Lord is putting you what you need. That means that you are obedient to your parents. Okay, That means that you show compassion to others. You're helpful. That means that you share your faith in Jesus with other people. Okay, And so a scripture in Colossians says this, Colossians 3 and 12, put on then as God's chosen ones, that means you, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. We're supposed to proclaim his name, not just in what we say, but how we act and even how we think and how you think your thoughts matter. Remember that the name of Jesus is powerful. So when you call on Jesus to help you, he's going to help you be who he has called you to be. You are a child of God. Amen. 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 And that's it for today. Amen. Amen. Lord is good. So we want to take the opportunity to pray. We want to give, give, give the Lord time and and go before him and pray because, like I said, our children are going to school. And I know Bishop Jackson is also going to, he always prays for our students before they go back to school and our educators. I want you guys to realize that 
you have an identity in Christ that you are called and chosen when you give your lives over to him. So let's stand as we pray and go before the Lord. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this time of your presence. We thank you for how you have spoken to these children and help them understand who you are and who they are in you. As we all go forth, Lord God, help us to go forth with confidence in the God that we serve. Lord, when we are met with opposition, Father, when we are met with things, Lord God, that are difficult, help us not to forget yes, our names, who you have called us to be as a child of the Most High, as a conqueror. Hallelujah, Lord God, as your handiwork, as your workmanship, Father, thank you for who you have called us to be in your son, Jesus. Thank you for what he sacrificed so that we could have covenant relationship with him. Thank you, Father, for the example that you have set, Lord God, in yes, your God. word, showing us who we are to be and how we are to be and how we are to bring glory to your name. So we pray for each of our children. Lord God, and even each of our adults, Father God, as they go forth, Father God, yes, that they will grow, Lord God, to have a deeper understanding, a yearning, Lord God, to know you, Father God, to have a relationship with you, to talk with you, Lord God. And Father, we thank you that you will strengthen each and every one of them. Yes. Father God, we thank you, Lord God. We curse every assignment of the enemy yes, against their lives in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father God, that they will see the victory this school year. Lord God, that they will be a light, hallelujah to the children that they meet, Father God, that they'll be able to tell the children about the God that they serve. Hallelujah, Lord God, that they will be friends, that they will be kind, they will be compassionate, they will walk in obedience, Father God. Hallelujah, that they will excel at whatever they put their hands to, Father God. Thank you, Lord God, that even you will begin to help them regulate their thoughts. Lord, when a thought comes that is not like you, help them to examine it. Lord God, hallelujah, Lord God, and to, to think on those things that are of a good report. Those things, Lord God, that honor you, that glorify you, Father. Protect them and keep them, Father God. We bless you and honor you for who you have called them to be. We thank you that their lives have purpose. We thank you for helping them to understand and see that you have a plan for them. Lord God, that your thoughts towards them are good. Hallelujah. That your plan is to give them a hope and a future. We thank you, Lord God, for their parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles. Lord God, who are setting examples, Lord God, who are a standard, Lord God, for them, Father God. Thank you for strengthening our parents, Lord God. Our parents to be, Father God. Grandparents, aunts and uncles who are pouring into these children each and every day. God, grant us wisdom. God, grant us knowledge to raise them in the admonition of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for what you were doing. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your favor that's upon their lives. In Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, 
we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.